It's This Week in Bourbon, where it's always bourbon hunting season. And here's your headlines for October 7th, 2022. Widow Jane Distillery is announcing The Vaults 2022. Knob Creek has officially announced their Knob Creek expression of 18-year-old. And Belleville Trace is announcing the upcoming annual release of all six Van Winkle expressions. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. It's This Week in Bourbon, Ryan and Kenny here today, and it is actually getting into bourbon hunting season. I I feel that we're already one one month past what should have been bourbon hunting season, because Ryan, do you remember back when... Yeah, it used to be September. September was the, the big month for it. That's when everything used to drop. That's when you'd actually go and you'd go to Bardstown for Bourbon Heritage Month, and you start hitting up all the distilleries because they were releasing everything, and now it looks like it's just getting pushed further and further. Well, there, there's no hunting anymore. It's no, sign up no. on a it's sign up on a list and lottery and uh, hope that your name gets called. There's, I mean, I I can't think of, I don't know. Do you, when's the last time you went hunting at a store? And well, it, I think it's it's not because of actually I wrong. did it last weekend. <laughs> I did, did you? I did it last week. My daughter had volleyball or no, not volleyball. What she have dance class, and I was like. 
It's like a true alcoholic. I'm going to go hunt for <laughs> booze during my... <laughs> like, I'm not sitting here watching this. <laughs> yeah. There, I was like, you can drop them off. All right. I'm going to go search for booze. But anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to no, answer you're my own good. question. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I, I, I did feel... I'm, I'm still feeling a little bit of FOMO this year, only because... I mean, I saw when Old Forester Birthday Bourbon dropped here around Louisville and people were picking it up left and right at liquor barns and some other places. But this one's I, good too. Is it? Well, I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't know that yet. We have we have the sample. We've yet to review it for Whiskey Quickie. So we're, we're going to queue that one up to make sure that we give our, our full-on review of it. But it was one of those things that I, I got the FOMO. I saw it happening. But at this point, I'm so far removed from drop date that you know there's people out there that they still they still go hardcore they they know the people they go in there every day they know they talk to the store owners and i've i've gotten a little bit further removed from it now I, I don't i don't pay too much attention to to figuring that out now if i just happen to stumble by it or if somebody says hey kenny we uh, we got something here for you then i i will most certainly oblige and take on that offer but for the most part i i haven't put in the the legwork in in the past yeah. year or so to make it happen we're kind of spoiled. So now what I do is because we get sent all these samples, I try them all. And then if I really like one, I'm like, I'm just going to go pay secondary for it. <laughs> just, <laughs> and I've I mean, done that's that. What a, that's what a lot of people do. I mean, I, you're, it's we are truly at the point now where it is more beneficial to pay secondary for a lot of these things. And the amount of time that you're going to spend, it, and I think it, that we've talked about it on the round table, I don't know how many times, but you do have to calculate what, what your time is worth. And if you would rather be driving around for a few hours on a random Tuesday through Saturday to wait for a random drop and go scour stores and be that people, be that person that walks in the store, looks around and just turns around and leaves. I, I mean, I don't know. It, if if you have to figure out what your salary is or whether you just really want to get something, figure out what that what that dollar amount's gonna be. Well, my salary is determined by what I uh create and what I <laughs> what I produce. So True. if I'm in a liquor store uh searching for bourbon, I'm not uh producing any revenue. So <laughs> it gets expensive really quick. All right. So I guess the flip side for me <laughs> is is since I am a salaried employee. <laughs> Uh, how much PTO can I put in to actually go go bourbon hunting? Earmuffs company, mother, <laughs> earmuffs. <laughs> hey, I, I work for a left coast company, so we have unlimited PTO. Uh, that's the benefit, huh? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but no wonder my said, cloud com, cloud computing so high. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay people not pay. even working, hunt for bourbon, hunt for bourbon, high software prices. You know, but we're I would say I'm spoiled. It's it's a it's a great company I work for, but uh, it's also one of those double-edged swords where yes you get unlimited pto but if you do take unlimited you know a lot of pto you get questioned and <laughs> take you all know, the time you, you want until uh you stop making us money then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah until it starts looking bad then then you kind of get that uh, what are you actually what are you actually doing are you out there interviewing too much but yeah what's your linkedin profile doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's it, how, how active is it how, how often are you on there searching on indeed for something but like I said, this is this is a good time for a lot of bourbon people out there. This is bourbon hunting season. So if you are one of those people who needs to start cashing in your chips for the year, I think it's about time you start thinking about what's your, what's your one bottle that you're going to go for because typically 
at least when you talk to a bunch of retailers, they'll let somebody, you know, they'll, they'll put in your, your one request for something because uh, it's not just you anymore. And that's the one thing I had to realize early on is that I had a great connection with a store here locally here in Louisville. And I used to go there and shop for everything. And you rewind the, you know, back eight years ago, there wasn't as many people that were hunting for something. So when I'd yeah. say, Hey, you got this in? Sure. I don't know. But when it comes in, I'll let you know. Sure enough. Wednesday comes around or Thursday, whenever the drop, I get the phone call. Hey, come on in. And everything was at retail, like just pure retail. No, no, no markup or anything like that. But as time went on, uh, there were about 500 of me that now became inside of there. So the, the pecking order, I dropped off pretty quickly because I was not in there buying bourbon every single week. I'd buy my beer, I'd buy my wine, but and it was also to the point where that store owner ended up actually joining our Patreon for a while because he knew about the podcast, knew about everything we were doing. And the next time I went in there, he goes, well, I know you don't need any bourbon. So what are you, what are you looking for? <laughs> You're a victim of your own success. Kenny. Yep. That's pretty much what it came down to. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's get All on. Right, well, let's do it. Honey. Let's get on the news. It's going to be some short news. It's going to be some short news. And that's because we're recording on Tuesday this week. So we've only had about two and a half days worth of news. So whatever kind of came out between Thursday and Friday and then Monday and Tuesday of this week uh, is kind of what you're you're getting. So we'll be back again next week with from Wednesday through next Tuesday news. Because one and a half times the news. Exactly. Exactly. Well, actually, it'll be one and a half times. Today's like 0.75 of what you usually get, but that's okay. But if uh, if you are listening to this right now, you're listening on Friday, and that means I am just now coming back on my plane ride from Chicago. So I'm going to go ahead and say I had a fantastic time in Chicago. Got went to Benny's, uh, maybe ate some deep dish pizza. I don't really know what I did. Maybe I'm foreshadowing into the future, but we'll see if uh, yeah. if, if that culminates into something here. If you're listening to this on Friday. I still got like four days of seating left. <laughs> and I can't wait. It's been hell month. I can't wait for it to be over. I can't yeah. wait for you to come back to me, buddy. I know. Me too. You and me both. Everybody doesn't know that Ryan and I, we t- actually, we talked uh, on the phone yesterday. And I think we ended up talking for like a half an hour. And my wife goes, God damn, you all gab like a bunch of girls. Can you get off the phone or something? I know. It's... I just can't get enough of you, I guess. I don't yeah, know. That's, we always got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> that's let's right. Let's go ahead. Let's, let's talk about some bourbon news here. So Casey Jones Distillery, it's a small distillery in Western Kentucky, and that was founded back in 2014 by master distiller Arlon Casey Jones, who also goes by AJ, and his wife, who considers herself the master of everything else, Peg Hayes. AJ's distilling lineage goes way back to his great-grandfather, I'm sorry, just his grandfather, Casey Jones. Casey Jones comes from Golden Pond, which is a city in Kentucky that no longer exists. One of Golden Pond's most famous citizens was Casey Jones. As a young man, Jones took a job to making coffins. If you take a close look at the still used at Casey Jones Distillery, you'll see that unlike most modern stills that are around, their still is square and rectangular in shape. Though perhaps not the best shape for stirring mash that... But that isn't really what mattered back in the days of moonshining. What mattered is that it could easily be moved. It would fit in the back of a truck or wagon, and it could make some decent moonshine. Unfortunately for Casey Jones, the word of his great still-building skills traveled, and eventually the revenuers caught up with him, and he was arrested. Jones ended up doing two stints in Mill Point Federal Prison for still-building and moonshining. 
And when he finally got out the second time, his still building and moonshining days were over. In April of this year, the distillery announced it is investing $1.9 million to expand the distilling and visitor experience operations to keep pace with consumer demand. Casey Jones has been working with Specific Mechanical Systems, which is a manufacturer of brewing and distillation operations out of British Columbia, Canada. Specific was contracted to build a 1,000-gallon hybrid pot still and a matching 1,000-gallon mash cooker. While the 1,000-gallon still was underway, Casey Jones Distillery quoted a second still in keeping with the distillery's original square pot design. The request presented some unique challenges, but immediately excited the engineers at Specific. After much debate, Specific decided to tackle the project with the aim of finishing the work for the 2022 American Distilling Institute's conference in St. Louis, Missouri. The still was revealed as the centerpiece of Specific's booth for the conference. The still is modeled after the 140-gallon square pot still handmade by AJ, which was modeled at the original Casey Jones square pot still. The engineers used photos of AJ still as a design reference and worked with AJ to recreate the iconic square shape as pioneered by the distillery's namesake. Pretty cool little history nugget there. I thought it was going to be like a Ninja Turtle still or something. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, just uh, heroes in a half shell. I mean, yeah, it's Casey Jones is the Ninja Turtle guy, right? Again, what do you mean Casey Jones? Am I am I missing something? Because that doesn't sound like Leonardo. Well, no, Donatello he wasn't one of the turtles. He was uh, he was the guy with the hockey stick and hockey mask. Was he? Yeah. And let oh, me look okay. it up. Oh, okay. How about let's see? Teenage. Oh, you're right. It, right there, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're right. It was Casey Jones. He was the guy with the hockey stick. What was his role? I can't remember. Uh, he, he he helped fight Shredder. I don't know in the <laughs> the, the, the Three Foot Clan or whatever they're called. So he was, was he on the maybe turtle it was April, side or against the turtles? No, he's with the turtles. He was with the turtles. Okay. Yeah, he was like April's. Why am I? Why, why do I know this? I love this. Was my favorite show growing up, but. Um, I think it was like April's boyfriend. Squeeze, or something. Something yeah. like that. Sorry, got sorry, real Casey Jones distiller. <laughs> I just really sad. It is cool history though. Um yeah, that's how I know Casey Jones. I love Ninja Turtles. It's okay. So I, I probably will get this time. bottle because of Ninja Tur- my infatuation uh, with Ninja Turtles. Well, maybe they should name it the the Leonardo batch, the Raphael batch. Yeah. That's I like that. Yeah. Splinter, Splinter single barrel, <laughs> something like that. I have, a, I have a feeling that somebody's going to get sued if they start going down that path. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, great history. That's very cool. There, I'm definitely getting one just because of the name. I mean, there's a lot of cool things that are being done in the just the still region itself. Um, Alan Bishop from Spirits of French Lick. I know he's got a few different stills, and some oh, that yeah. he actually handcrafted himself. So a lot of people that are in the the ADI side, that sort of craft distilling side, they are creating some handmade stills themselves to be able to kind of create that that difference. You know, like what Distillery Two Ninety One, they did something relatively similar to that too. So you can see what that was that place you went to Denver. That oh yeah, um, Leopold Brothers with three chamber yeah. still. Yeah, that was actually pretty. It was pretty good stuff too. I was I was pretty pretty impressed with it as well, but. You know, it's it's always interesting to see whether this will make a difference in the market and the perception because it's craft and is there going to be a jump to craft or is there going to be a barrier until like how long and until craft takes good and are people just going to keep gravitating because they know the big boys on those 
36-inch column stills, they just keep cranking it out as fast as they can, and it makes some pretty good whiskey the way it is. Yeah, does it come from Squib or not? Yes, yes. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast about that. <laughs> yes. So hybrid packaging supplier Berlin Packaging, they have completed their ninth acquisition this year with the purchase of Disco Glass. Berlin Packaging is the world's largest hybrid packaging supplier of glass, plastic, and metal containers and closures. Disco Glass has a strong reputation in cognac, and Berlin Packaging believes the acquisition will strengthen its position in European spirits and wine. Disco Glass was established in 1998 and is a family-owned business in the southwest of France, in the Merpens region, and its purchase marks the sixth acquisition in the EMEA region. Additionally, the company has created a new EMEA division called Berlin Packaging Spirits. It was developed to increase a group's commercial focus on high-end spirits brands with eco-sustainable and innovative designs. The Disco Teca Glass. I love it. Comes mm-hmm. with a disco ball. I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody creates... Actually, that would kind of be kind of a cool little like a globe-ish type of thing. I know they make decanters like that, but if you had something that was just like a globe that you get as the actual bottle... And then when it opens up, it's fogs comes out. (laughs) Maybe. Lasers. (laughs) Well, actually, I think it'd be kind of cool if you could figure it out. You know, like those those standing globes that you see in really nice studies that you can spin and they kind of like move on their axes in multiple different directions and stuff like that? I have one over here. Oh, see? See, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about big, though. I'm talking... Like those, those big. Oh, ones. yeah. I'm too those poor are cool. for that. This is yeah. from Hobby Lobby or something. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I, I just think it would be cool if that was uh, a decanter. I know they do make like globe decanters and some other kind of fancy ones out there, but if they kind of had the movement in it, I don't be kind of fun. But anyway, it's just glass. Most people, once, it's, once you drink it, you get rid of it and it turns into <laughs> more glass. So. Do highlighters in it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or candles and lamps, whatever. Whatever you can do to reuse it, I guess. Upcycle, save the environment, be eco-friendly, whatever. Except refill pappies. <laughs> but you're not going to be refilling this. Well, actually, I don't know. You could refill it with something, but uh, probably not sell it as much. I don't know. I think it'd be really hard for... And put it this way. If Old Forester Birthday Bourbon comes on the shelf and that thing is a wide base and it's a pain in the ass. I could imagine a globe bottle being a pain in the ass too. Yeah. There's no room for that on my bar. No. <laughs> Unless it comes with like 1960 stencil Weller juice in it or something. Yeah. Then, then I'll, like, uh, we'll, we'll make an exception here. Yeah. Then I'll put a whole damn well on my bar. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the bourbon news. Stick around. We got some bourbon. Oh, that was short. Up. I told you. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. And we're back with bourbon release news. And the first one, I want to say it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting one. So the Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired, they're partnering with Northside Distilling Company, and they're going to release the Braille Bourbon Whiskey later this month. The whiskey is packaged inside hand number bottles with Braille on the labels. The goal is to promote inclusivity for blind and visually impaired people in the greater Cincinnati community and highlights their services, which include helping individuals adapt to vision loss. This hand-selected cask is bottled at 108 proof and is priced at $65. I like that price and the proof. And the proof. All, <laughs> God, it rings home, doesn't it? Yeah. I thought this was kind of a really it is novel neat, thing. And I, I looked at the label. The label is still, it's not just all in braille. Of course, it looks like a regular label, but they do have like raised braille lettering they have the braille yeah i was gonna say dots but i was like that's what what it is they do have braille so you can uh you know put your hand over top of it and read it i guess you could say to say where whiskeys come from or it did not so like i said they're partnering with north side distilling company which is based out of cincinnati i don't know what the how what's in their arsenal so it's impossible to kind of know at this point other than speculation but the I just, like I said, I thought that was a very novel thing to be able to do and be able to, to kind of create some sort of inclusivity for, for that as well. Because the only other way that anybody would kind of know what a label looks like is you have to look at utilizing some sort of hot stamping and foil because, and, and embossing or debossing, whatever it is to be able to kind of have just some representation of it. But this, I guess, you know, they'll actually be able to read it, which is a really cool thing. It is very cool. So Widow Jane Distillery, they have announced the Vaults 2022, and this is their fourth chapter in a seasonally released collection of its oldest and rarest whiskeys, and it's going to hit shelves in this October season. The 2022 edition marries bourbons ranging from 14 to 19 years old that have been hand-selected and set aside in Widow Jane's Red Hook Brooklyn Rickhouse by master distiller Lisa Wicker. As ever, the Vaults is produced in hyper-small batches, and will be released to the public in select markets through the holidays. As is the case with all Widow Jane whiskeys, the Vaults 2022 is non-chill filtered, proofed with pure limestone mineral water from the legendary Rosendale Mines in New York, this is just 100 miles north of distillery, and which contributes to the round mouthfeel and exceptionally long finish. A total of 2,000 cases are being released. It's 99 proof and is priced at $250. What's the, what was the age on that again? You say it, that? it was barrels ranging between 14 to 19 years old. Hmm. From Tennessee and Indiana? 
Or I is it don't know. Kentucky now with Heaven Hill? It's a good question. It's a good question. I, I, I will venture to see that she will be able to start dipping her toes in some of the the brown water from Kentucky here relatively soon and in, involving that and including that as a part of the, just the Widow Jane product line. I would see no uh, no way that that wouldn't happen. Those vaults are always good. I don't think I've ever had a bad one. Yep. I've, I haven't had really a lot of bad Widow Jane products they're in all general. Good. I've, it's always and been pretty standout. And usually I make fun of those water sources, but there is something about those damn Widow Janes that like flavors just pop more. And, you know, they Lisa says it's due to that water. We got to quit using hose water in ours. I know. <laughs> Dude, that's what it is. <laughs> damn well water been using. It's freaking. <laughs> just. United filtered through a garden hose. That's get you like the rubber. <laughs> Knob Creek Bourbon, you call them. Well, it says here that they are the leader in small batch bourbon category. However, they're excited to announce the addition of a new limited edition bourbon to its award-winning portfolio, which is the Knob Creek 18-year-old. This latest release marks the oldest expression from Knob Creek to date. And the introduction comes just in time to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Knob Creek and the small batch bourbon collection. Three decades ago, Booker No, grandson of Jim Beam and sixth-generation master distiller, he set out to define the standards for pre-prohibition-style bourbon by introducing Knob Creek to the world. Today, Knob Creek continues to honor his legacy by pushing the boundaries of the bourbon category. And this new, extra-age, full-flavored liquid reinforces the bourbon's, or should I say the brand's, ongoing dedication and commitment to exceptional craftsmanship. Knob Creek 18-year-old is bottled at 100 proof and carries a retail price, a suggested retail price of $170. It's $10 a year. But this one Although has already sold out in Louisville. People were picking it up two weeks ago, even though we never got the press release until today. Now it's officially announced, but it's already sold out from what I can understand. Yeah, I can't think of any bean product I've had that that's that, that old. Um, you know, we had those awesome runs of 14, 15-year single barrels and then obviously they came out with their 15 year expression which i really liked um at 100 proof but um gosh yeah this that's the oldest thing i've ever heard of coming out of there really i agree i agree they 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 started taking all those older ones out of the knob creek single barrel picking selection and now they created more product lines which is to be honest yeah. the smartest move you could ever do it'd be a boneheaded move to keep those in a private selection and having 14 to 15 year old barrels going for $55 a bottle. Yeah, I agree. And people were going crazy over them, you know, which they should. The whiskey is fantastic. That, Even the nine do, years is fantastic. I, I do love Knob Creek. I mean, anytime I make get an old fashioned, it's Knob Creek old fashioned. It's like that 120 proof is like perfect proof for it. And it's, it's like, Makes Isn't me go it to interesting bed. that the Knob Creek, like nine year and the private selections are 120, yet when they look at the 12, the 15, and the 18, they all proof it to 100. Well, yeah, and there's less juice in there. So they gotta, oh, yeah. <laughs> they got to stretch it. I just Make thought it was money. interesting. Yeah, well, I just thought it was interesting to kind of deviate from the proof because you think of every expression of, of Basil Hayden, it's always 80 proof, <laughs> anything they come right. out with. Can't wait till they come up basil castoring. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, wait a minute. This is wait a minute. Knob Creek. It's Knob Creek. <laughs> or is this Jim Beam's double cut gas <laughs> strength? I don't know. But 
yeah, they've got a lot of uh, good thing for Actually, them. Actually, it would be Granddad, <laughs> whatever. Oh, old Granddad. Yeah, I forget. I can't remember all the mash bills that they yeah. split There's off. Between they only have two, I think. I think the the old Granddad and Basil Hayden mash bill, and then the like Beam Knob Creek Baker's Booker's mash bill. Mm. I think that's gotcha. and then the rye. Yeah, makes sense. Well, makes sense. And now they have all those crazy malt stuff that Freddie's working with. Oh, he's yeah, he's pumping out. 20 something barrels at a time of just whatever he can feels like putting down. Yep. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> All right. So our last news article, it's a little bit longer one, but, but hang with me. And that's because this is the, this is the bourbon everybody loves to talk about, but I already you can't lost get your you. hands on. Yep. See, you already lost me. <laughs> What's the point even talking about it? All right. It's all about Van Winkle. So let's just go ahead and end the show there. People know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So Buffalo Trace Distillery, they're announcing the upcoming annual release of all six Van Winkle expressions. And this is what they said in the press release. To the delight of whiskey fans, there will be more bottles available this year than usual of almost every Van Winkle expression. No due way. To both, yeah, yeah. There's more, but you'll never see it. <laughs> Putting more whiskey away to age over 10 years ago. And there is a higher yield than typical when moving from barrel to bottle. This year's release of the Family Reserve 15-year-old has been noted as particularly delicious by the sensory experts at Buffalo Trace, describing it as an unbelievably opulent and flawless bourbon that takes wood and distillate to its absolute pinnacle. The, the weeded recipe used by Buffalo Trace to make its Weller and Van Winkle bourbons allow for longer aging, and in some case, two decades or more than the traditional rye recipe used in most bourbons. The weeded recipe also results in a smoother and somewhat sweeter flavor. The Weller and Van Winkle lines have earned an impeccable reputation among connoisseurs that have achieved almost a cult-like status. Very well aware of that. <laughs> I mean, this is totally unnecessary. This whole well, press release. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically people are just going to copy and paste this into their blog articles or into a, uh, a podcast, and there you go. That's what you expect. So this year marks a special milestone as it is the 20th anniversary of when the partnership between the Van Winkle family and Buffalo Trace Distillery started. In 2002, the Van, yeah. So in 2002, the Van Winkles entered into an agreement with Buffalo Trace to produce, age, and bottle all its whiskeys, entrusting its weeded mash bill exclusively to the distilling team at Buffalo Trace to continue the family legacy started more than 125 years prior. Given that Buffalo Trace Distillery has already produced the weeded recipe for W.L. Weller bourbons, it made sense to make the Van Winkle family to enter into a formal agreement to produce their bourbons as well. The W.L. Weller bourbons were formally produced by the Van Winkle family until 1972, when the Weller brand was sold and eventually acquired by Buffalo Trace. The annual Van Winkle collection consists of six whiskeys, and the suggested retail price and tasting notes, well, I'm not going to read the tasting notes, but I do have your retail prices. So, here we go. Here's the prices that you're never going to see. Old Ramp Van Winkle 10-year, 107 proof, $70. Van Winkle Lot B Special Reserve 12-year-old, it's 90.4 proof, $80. Van Winkle Family Reserve Rye 13-year-old, 95.6 proof, $120. Pappy Van Winkle 15-year, 107 proof, $120. Pappy Van Winkle 20-year-old, 90.4 proof, 100 or sorry, $200. And Pappy Van Winkle 23-year at 95.6 proof at $300. They also noted that enthusiasts are also reminded to avoid online retailers and resellers, such as private Facebook groups, Craigslist, and other online marketplaces. <laughs> Unfortunately, Buffalo Trace Distillery has seen an increase in consumers buying Van Winkle bourbons from private sellers, 
only to find out later the product inside is counterfeit. No way. Mm. <laughs> I, feel like we, I feel like we've done an episode on that at some point. Take those prices and 15X them, and that's what you can <laughs> yeah, <laughs> realistically I mean, pay. But, I mean, like they need to create hype around. It's like they shouldn't even do a press release. Just drop them out there. And But it's funny. They're like, we have it more than ever. Yeah, we haven't seen Weller 12, like, <laughs> anywhere. I mean, when's the last time you've seen a bottle of Weller 12 in the wild? Uh, mm, For me, I'd have to say, like, me physically seeing it, had to be probably not at four a bar, years at a liquor store. Yeah. yeah, probably four years ago. Even though when I was staying at the top of the show about the FOMO, because I the same time people were going out, you know, scooping up everything it was the same day like Weller Twelve dropped, and so people were getting it everywhere. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't go out and, and find one because I've got I've got I got some some Weller Twelves already in the back, the old raised wheat one liter. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad for a little those, bit. Those barrels were just so spectacular the last five years that the Van Winkles just had to move them on to be Van Winkles and not Wellers, you know, probably but it is cool though. The anniversary and, and, uh, Julian got to celebrate being inducted to the hall of fame. So it is a special year for them. That is an awesome milestone. Yep. And that I should be I'd about, talk. that should be the press release. Yes, it should be. And by the way, there will be some Van Winkle bottles released. You'll never see them. Exactly. I mean, well, you may see them on Facebook, <laughs> even though you're not supposed to look for them there. I mean, I would imagine that, you know, you're you're never going to see them, but for the most part, hopefully you get to, you know, you're around a store that does a lottery or something like that, because that's the only time that you are going to get your hands on something like this. But I also want to reiterate, and, and because how many times do you get asked the question, people are like, is Pappy all hype? And I always, I always say the same thing. I was like, it's fantastic. It's fantastic whiskey. Now, are you going to drink it and see the heavens part and all of a sudden, like your life has changed forever? No, you're not going to do that. It's good whiskey, but you know, your, your life's not going to be changed. So don't get so hell bent on focusing, saying like, I've got to have a bottle of this. My, my life is not complete until I do, because there's plenty of good stuff out there. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones you don't want to like, but like I was at that hall of fame thing and they were gracious enough and they're pouring out the 15 year and uh or actually i think they had not every year but anyways i chose the 15 and i was like damn it it is really good whiskey <laughs> <laughs> it is so good um but uh it is but the the heavens were still closed after i took a sip and <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing life-changing i had to go back to seating yards after that so but uh it is good whiskey at I'd say it's still, I still think it's probably underpriced, you know, as, um, even on secondary. No, 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 no. On, uh, as the prices you just read, I think. Oh they, yeah. But that's, I think a, it's, it's worth more than those prices. Um, that's a whole so, other argument though. They, they don't do that because no, they're, they're I, not I, about, I understand. Yeah. It, but it's, it's not secondary prices for sure. Um, it's, Worth more than what they retail for, but definitely not even close to what they secondary for. So just keep no, that in I'd mind. I'd say you're right. I'd say retail, they could probably go up another 50 to $100 in some of these cases, and people would still, like it would probably fit, if it didn't have the name Van Winkle, didn't have the hype, but it was just really good bourbon, I think it would fit that that tier. However, I think we've, we've talked about it plenty of times on the round table and the show before that you will never see Buffalo Trace kind of move into that direction of saying, you know, we're going to, 
we're going to take advantage of the secondary market, and especially with this line. Uh, now they might do it with some of their OFCs and some of their like by far their their unicorns of unicorns, double eagle, very rare. However, for the most part, on something like this, I I, I just I remember listening to the audiobook of of Pappy Land, and it's just one of those things where like Julian doesn't look as himself as being this icon of whiskey. Like he no. just, he, he, he He's feels a very, trying to, yeah, yeah it was, he feels very fortunate that it, it did what it did and that this is able, and it provided for his family and was able to kind of like out of nowhere, create some crazy legacy. And it's not that he just came with some, you know, large head and ego and said like, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to change the world. I mean, it was, there's a lot of story of, of hustle and grind and of, of flooding at his Lawrenceburg place and all this other kind of stuff that, you know, he was just like ready to hang it up because it was just like, nobody cared. And it was just a, this is just a product of, of success and, and luck and just having great whiskey at the end of the day too. Yeah. I, here's my prediction. We won't see a William or Lou Weller release this year. Ooh, you don't think so? You think uh, <laughs> they have the biggest release of Pappy? Some happened to. No, I'm kidding. There probably will be, but I mean, because most of the William. Well, because last year was Stag Junior got taken. That got taken away to be what Stag? What or what is it? Well, Stag wasn't released last year, right? Stag wasn't, but Stag Junior was like biggest release ever. Maybe. I don't know. Or something but like that. Isn't isn't Wimler Reller? It's usually around the twelve year mark too. No. Um well, yeah, they've had it anywhere between fourteen to seventeen too. Mm-hmm. But um anywho. We'll see what happens. I'm just I'm just being Speculated. a stu- doofus. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody hold your hold Ryan to his promises here. We'll see what happens. That might be his uh That's October if, usually, right? When it comes out. We're in October, my friend. Oh so. yeah, gosh. What the hell is wrong with me? Yeah. I was gonna say it's getting later and later. By now, usually BTAC and Pappy season has has come and gone, but it looks like we're gonna have it here for the next three weeks, if I'm gonna have to guess. I would say the the smartest thing Blake ever did was retiring the map because <laughs> there's no way to keep right. up with it. Well, and two, I remember last year you didn't even see it come out till like Q1 of a lot of places here in Louisville. That's true. That's true. It might have been a pandemic thing, though, of, of a delay. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. But anyways, well, let's get you on your flight. Okay. Well, that's going to be it, everybody. That was a, that's a lot of quick This Week in Bourbon. I know we kind of talked about some other topics that extrapolated out just a little bit, but for the most part, I'm excited to be able to hit the Windy City. I know I'm talking and you're listening to this right now, and I'm already on my way back from Chicago, but uh, cheers for everybody that I met in Chicago. It was great to see you all. Yeah, we'll see you in, in the volunteer state next week. Yes, we will. We will be heading to... Let's go ahead. Let's put another shout out out there. So we will be in... Or at least I will be in Memphis on Wednesday. That is going to be October. You can see him at Cozy's Corner. Oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be October 12th. I'll be at Buster's from 4 to 6 p.m. Well, you're going to be at Knoxville at Maple Hall from 5.30 to 7.30, and that's on the yeah. 13th on Thursday. I will be in Nashville from 5, or sorry, from 4 to 7 p.m. at Midtown Cork Dork. So make sure you come by, say what's up. Love to be able to meet you all. Yep, love to. That'll do it. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.